students, staff, alumni, neighbors, friends. Welcome to the Because We're Lutheran podcast from Pacific Lutheran University. You don't have to be a Lutheran to listen, but we do hope by the end of these conversations, you'll think there's something pretty interesting, maybe even compelling, about Lutheran higher education. I'm University Pastor Jen Rood, and I'll be your host. Welcome. Today we're going to be talking about faith formation at a Lutheran university. What does that look like? How does that happen? And in this podcast, we're going to have this conversation with two current PLU students who were raised Lutheran and dig into how their Lutheran faith and identity has been shaped or challenged or engaged at PLU. So we have Alex Lund, who is a senior this year, majoring in biology and history. Alex is originally from Silverdale, Washington. One interesting thing about Alex is that he was a fan of Alexander Hamilton years before the musical, and he's really particular about how one uses ranch. He says it's a condiment meant to enhance every dish. Also, Alex gets a lot of satisfaction from making lists of three. So, Alex, can you give us a good Lutheran list of three? Lutheran list of three. Um, Probably knowledge that we're saved by grace. Um, stubbornness and the ability to question oneself in the world's situation. Love it. Thank you. And Emily Shane is a junior this year, majoring in computer science and minoring in music. Emily is from Poulsbow, Washington. Interesting things about Emily include her vibrant support and advocacy for the Oxford comma and that her personality has been described as a vanilla Americano. Slightly edgy, but also still very sweet. Is that calf or decaf, Emily? Oh, caffeinated, definitely. Yeah, you're a college student. Sorry, yeah. And uh, can you give us an example of how this edgy sweet plays out in your life? (laughs) One time I was wearing a choker. There was a black choker with a rhinestone Mickey head on it. And uh, the president of my choir came up to me and was like, you are wearing a Disney black choker. That's like edgy, but cute. (laughs) Just like you. (laughs) Lovely. Thank you. All right. We're going to dive into some of these questions here. Um, Can you both talk about your religious or spiritual background and how you currently identify? I uh, grew up Lutheran, like you said. Um, My parents are both uh, Lutheran pastors. And so I grew up going to church every Sunday, maybe more than once. Um, and I'm I a pastor's s- kid, too. I can relate. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I still um, go to church pretty much every Sunday now. I still identify as Lutheran. It's a really big part of who I am. Mm-hmm. How about you, Alex? I grew up Lutheran. Both my parents grew up Lutheran as well. And so we have that background. But coming to Washington, my brother and I are like first generation Washingtonians in our family. And so there wasn't like a church community that we entered. And so we bounced around a couple places and found Silverdale Lutheran Church in Silverdale, of course. And it was one of those places that had like such a great um, community. There was the the interaction between the multiple generations that were there was something that I really attached and uh, loved to be around. And you have good mentorship because of it. And mm-hmm. I definitely benefited from that. Um, also, one of those kids who's family is probably like the first ones to show up and the last ones to leave and so younger we're always you guys always, have that in common uh-huh. yeah younger we're always like pulling mom and dad to, to get into the car and then mm-hmm. later on sometimes they're the one pulling us now that we are returning from college and 
getting lost in conversations. But mm-hmm. yeah, and then I, I still identify as as Lutheran, and yeah. Okay, and did your faith, your Lutheran faith, impact your decision to attend PLU? I think it might have. Like mm-hmm. the people that I interacted with had experience with PLU, whether they were graduates themselves or had come for various meetings or gatherings or mm-hmm. whatever have you. And so I had a lot of exposure to it, but it I mean it wasn't the Lutheran aspect that drew me to PLU. It just was the I don't know, the, the small private school that and the, everything else that it offers, but mm-hmm. it definitely has been comfortable coming here because of it its Lutheran mm-hmm. origins, yeah. Yeah. How about for you, Emily? I had been exposed to PLU a lot as a kid because we would come for choir concerts. Um, especially when there were people from our church who were in the concerts. So there is sort of like that Lutheran mm-hmm. connection there, the reason that I was exposed to PLU in the first place. And then sort of similarly, it definitely was um, comforting to come to PLU. I, I knew I wanted to come to PLU and it wasn't really the Lutheran aspect, but it certainly didn't hurt. And like walking into chapel, one of the early weeks of my first year and seeing the Cranberry hymnals just <laughs> calmed me right down. I was uh-huh. like, okay, something here, familiar. this is something I know yeah. I can do mm-hmm. this. <laughs> nice. Thank you, guys. So because we're Lutheran as a university, we talk a lot about vocation at PLU. So how has your faith shaped your vocation as a student? Maybe in what you've decided to study or how you've chosen to live your life as a student? One of the things that we talked about in youth group and stuff like that when I was still in high school was Luther's definition of vocation and how that's what you are called to do in this moment. And so he would say, as a student, your vocation is to be a student Mm -hmm. and to be interacting positively with your fellow students and with your professors or teachers, whoever is instructing you, and to sort of be committed to learning as best you can to help the world as best you can, I think. And so that's definitely a part of why I try so hard and why I'm so dedicated to it is because I know like right now this is what my focus is. Mm -hmm. Right. Not just thinking about what is your future self, but being rooted here. Mm -hmm. Um, You also mentioned the aspects of vocation that not only is it what your strengths or what you're kind of dedicated to, but what does the world need, right? What are the, um, what does your community need? So how about you, Alex? Um, I think my first exposure to the definition of vocation was in confirmation. And it was really kind of worn into us that it's not fulfilling a religious career or mm-hmm. being involved with the, the church. It's every aspect of your identity serving God. And sometimes that's becoming a pastor and sometimes that's becoming a, a nurse or a school teacher or running a, a, like a nonprofit and helping the world. And so the, the that pressure of like, I don't know, trying to I like the like Bible thumping, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't have a good word for that, but it's mm-hmm. like um, trying to create other Lutherans was never really a part of my understanding. And so in high school, I attached on to a, a career in medicine that I wanted to really do. And so that's what I had mm-hmm. pursued at PLU initially was pre-med and then really confident that that was my vocation, my calling, and then got aware that it, it might not be. And so mm. having that faith and the ability to kind of sit still for a moment and listen to God and or at least try to listen to God and not listen to my own voice, which is sometimes louder, but not as persistent, uh-huh. which is a good thing, mm-hmm. um, has allowed me to kind of feel for 
what I understand is my most natural self along with how I can help the world and, and help uh, other people around me, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So your vocation has evolved, even your sense of where you feel called to after graduation. Yeah. Um, and PLU has been a place that sort of fostered that that exploration. Yeah. It, it fostered in a sense of I got really lost and then <laughs> somewhat found. So. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Getting lost is sometimes part of the path, for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. The wilderness. Yeah. Um, so... Another aspect of Lutheran higher education that we really value is this idea that we're learning in community, right? It's not just about you and yours and you just kind of plow through, but you learn from others. Have you guys had much opportunity to engage um, religious or spiritual questions with your peers? And if so, like, what are those conversations like? Actually, like last night I was at my friend's house and she was also raised Lutheran and we were talking about where we worship and what in worship speaks to us a lot and so having uh she grew up across the state so having this um she has a completely different church community that she comes from and um different traditions that they have and so engaging this this discussion of where we see god in worship was really really cool and like we found a lot of um, middle ground and some places where we were different and so entertaining some thoughts like oh maybe that would speak to me as well mm -hmm. maybe I should think about how I can incorporate that into my worship um, was a really cool experience so kind of enriching your exploration a little absolutely. bit absolutely yeah mm -hmm. one thing I've really appreciated about my time at PLU is there's usually people who have different academic interests or religious backgrounds or life backgrounds that all kind of get clumped together in the same space. And so I remember conversations in the stew and dorm room my first year to the house I live with now and the the four other guys that I, I live with. We we go on random tangents and philosophical discussions about like what does heaven look like and what's the the meaning of like the word and how can people engage with certain topics if they don't have faith in God or how do we make it possible to engage in these conversations and the really fun thing about that is not everybody in the conversation is Lutheran. Not everybody in the conversation is even Christian or believes in God, but we have really productive and really challenging and thought-provoking uh, discussions that I kind of nerd out about all the time. Because <laughs> yeah. college is a time when those questions come up for a lot of us. Um, mm -hmm. College can also be a time where there's a lot of stress, yes, uh, anxiety, or just being overwhelmed. Have there been times at PLU that your faith has been a source of strength or comfort in those times? Or Alex, you talked about being lost. Like during those really challenging times, how has your faith strengthened or supported you? Kind of like I was talking about earlier about how um, the Cranberry Hymnal is something that I can always come back to. And I it's so familiar. Mm -hmm. Just um, knowing that I can grab the Bible and you know, Isaiah will always be in the same place. <laughs> yeah. My favorite comforting verses will always be right there. Mm -hmm. And then just translating that to, okay, I know God is always going to be right there. And that's something that I can depend on to always be the same and always be a comforting thing. And then just the faith community at PLU. I, especially this year, have made it a point to go to church every week um, because I know that that's an hour that, you know, I, I will be more productive mm -hmm. if I take a break and mm -hmm. go get some God time for an hour. <laughs> and I can vouch that you show up. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and um, just having 
that space to be renewed, mm-hmm. um, it is extremely strengthening. This grounding, it sounds like, and kind of a constant when so many things feel up in the air. Yes. Yeah. And the people there being so mm-hmm. supportive, too. Mm-hmm. And I just know that, aspect, yeah. that I can relate to all of them. Mm-hmm. I, I think whenever I lose faith in myself, I still have that underlying faith that God will put people and opportunity into my life that are going to be experience, uh, experiences to grow, mm-hmm. um, whether they test me and they're uncomfortable and I'm like, nope, this is not what I want to do, or mm-hmm. uh, they become great friendships or they inspire me to pursue other other careers, other opportunities, or other friendships or other ways to waste my time. Like they're <laughs> they're uh, they're always around the corner and just like having that belief that they're going to be there for a reason and that mm-hmm. I need to take advantage of the ones that are presented to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you both. So we've talked a bunch during our time around these big enough questions, right? The questions we stay up late talking with our roommates about or the ones we ask in class. So here are a couple of big enough questions for you. Um, one is, what's something you love about the Lutheran faith tradition or your Lutheran faith? And then what's something that you would challenge? One thing uh, I love about the Lutheran faith is that doubt is supported. Mm. You you can always like you always or I should take that back. You 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 have faith and sometimes that faith wavers and there's great role models throughout history to look at or there's ways to think about those and I guess particularly in my congregation back at home, our pastors are very open about the doubt and having mm-hmm. questions and that's a reason to strengthen your faith. That's a way to show that you're strengthening your faith is by having those doubts and so as someone who often has doubt and tons of questions, it was very comforting to, I don't know, engage with Lutheranism that way. That it's honored, right? That yeah. doubt is honored. I had a camp counselor growing up that talked about doubt as part of faith, mm-hmm. right? Not the opposite of faith. Yeah. So I definitely resonate with that. How about a challenge? What is this challenge. a challenge you're going to throw down to Lutheranism, Lutheranism or Lutherans? I, I guess it's like a running joke, but Lutherans always sit in the back row. <laughs> and uh, Lutherans... Oh, they're, 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 I can't remember what the line is. My pastor has been saying it recently, but one, one Lutheran is likely to invite one other person to church each day, uh, or each in their lifetime. And so it's, it's one of those things where like saved by grace and that's all is Mm -hmm. this wonderful message that I think most of the world isn't aware that that's part of Lutheranism or Mm -hmm. it thinks that there's more to Lutheranism than that. And I think it's on Lutherans particularly, but on how we talk about Lutheranism to get that message out there, not in a way that's like forcing people to come to mm-hmm. church, but just making it more freely accessible and not as intimidating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sharing something that's been really meaningful to yeah. you. Yeah. Lutherans are sometimes kind of secretive about that or, or sort mm-hmm. of private. Yeah. yeah. So you'd challenge folks to be more um, open and welcoming about, about their faith. For sure. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Emily? Something that I love about Lutheranism, I'm a tour guide at PLU, so we're well-versed in the Ideals of Lutheran Higher Education. and Fabulous. The titles and subheadings change every year, but one that is usually the same is something about learning and just always learning. We kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, but something that throughout my entire life, I'll learn something in school and run home to my mom and be like, Mom, we learned this in school. Is it okay if I believe this? Hmm. Particularly like in sixth grade, we learned about evolution but at my private school they were saying this is what public school will teach you 
you can do without what you want. Uh, okay. And so I ran home and I was like, mom, can I believe that God created the world through evolution? Is that okay? And she was like, you can believe what you want. And that's what I believe too. <laughs> and so just this continual learning and integrating that into my faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that that continual learning is a very Lutheran thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that thought and reason are part of faith, Absolutely. not opposed to it. Yeah. Yeah. And then something I would challenge, I know that certain parts of Lutheranism have this heavy emphasis on like missionary work, which is great. But I would challenge the idea that it's sort of like a saving thing or mm-hmm. this hero complex we sort of talk about yeah. going into it, going saying, oh, we're going to help those less fortunate mm-hmm. um, instead of saying like, oh, we're going to go and meet these people and mm-hmm. be with them and work with them. I would challenge that mindset of superiority. Yeah, more accompanying rather than sort of patronizing or sort of patriarchal yes. savior complex. Yes. Yeah, nicely put. So what would you two say are some of the greatest benefits of a life that includes a faith journey? I think everybody has that spiritual dimension to them, and it's incomplete when it's missing. Uh, we mm-hmm. kind of often talk about how everybody has a God, whether it is like a deity that we believe in or it's uh, money or I don't know. Mm-hmm. Everybody's following something, Everybody's, right? Everybody mm-hmm. treasures something, and, and that, that's that's where their mm-hmm. their faith lies. And so having something that kind of, I don't know, incorporates some sort of moral code that helps guide your actions, I will say that it doesn't make you uh, indefensible of those actions. Like, you're still responsible for mm-hmm. the choices you make, but it, it gives you strength to, to make choices in, in hard situations and— I don't know. I, I definitely enjoy the struggles that I have with it, too. I think I'd be a different person if it came easy or if, mm-hmm. like, the, my spiritual identity myself or the spiritual community that I uh, grew up in wasn't there. And so I'm definitely appreciative for the community that's brought me, but also the, I don't know, the challenges I've had within my own self of questioning my identity and the how I interact with the world and how the world interacts with mm-hmm. other aspects of itself. Yeah, the challenges and the question are part of what's enriching, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think for me, you kind of touched on it, but it's like the community is really important to me and just the support system, which we also talked about before, how the faith itself and the belief that there's this God who is always going to take care of me and always going to be there for me. But then also the faith community that comes with going to a space where there are people who believe similar or the same things as I do. So that support system and the heavenly support system are just so important to my life. So I think that's why it's so important to me. Mm -hmm. All right. I have one more question for you both. Um, Can you share about a meaningful experience you've had at PLU that has somehow shaped or impacted your faith? Um, I'm a biology and a history double major. And so sometimes I feel like those two topics kind of want to undo faith a little Mm. bit, whether it's like talked about like the actual individual the, the people walking on earth and separating religion and faith out of that context or it's science kind of like unraveling and diminishing god's presence in the world is like how i perceive other people perceiving those topics mm. and i really enjoy them for like finding god in, in the world and in, in the past and i guess one moment in my paleo career was taking evolution with uh, dr Agee, and at the end of our like last lab of the class he uh we just sat down and had a conversation about the relationship between church and 
faith and evolution and just open tabled it to whatever you believe, that's totally fine. These are some challenging questions for our society, so let's have a conversation about it. And it was a diverse group of people in the class, and we got someplace really, really cool. And afterwards, it's definitely sparked me with questions to ask people that I know who are uh, faith leaders that I know who are community members or people who I know who are agnostic or atheist or other faith traditions of how what I perceive as like science interacting with the God and how they perceive science interacting with with God. And so definitely has allowed me to grow myself, but also kind of challenge the world a little bit, I Mm -hmm. think. And I've really enjoyed that. Yeah, it sounds like a really interesting class discussion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, As a member of the choirs throughout my time at PLU, we do a mixture of secular and religious music. And I always think it's interesting where I see God in the music that we make. And it doesn't necessarily have to be the religious music in which I see God. And so we... I can't even pin down just one time, but um, just whenever we make some sort of beautiful music Mm. that touches me deeply, um, I can just feel God's presence in that moment, and it is strengthening, Mm. for sure. Thank you both for sharing. It's been really interesting to hear more about how your faith is being lived out here at PLU and how you're engaging that and the struggles that go with that. Um, I think that's good news for a lot of folks to hear that it's not all smooth sailing, but um, it seems like a journey that's worth it. So thank you both so much. Thank Thank you. you. This has been another episode of Because We're Lutheran. Thanks for listening. 